Ah, yes, we would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9, or, of course, on your trusty computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have a whole slew of great music to play for you this evening, including uh, what is coming up first, which is our jazz feature. But I'd like to tell you that after the jazz feature, immediately after the jazz feature, we're going to have a little contest right here on the jazz show for a couple of tickets to a great show which is taking place at the Rickshaw Theater, February 28th. And it's an incredible band that's uh, playing there called the Polyrhythmics. And they are really worth hearing. So right after the jazz feature, we're going to hear a couple of tracks by the Polyrhythmics, and I'm going to let you in on this little uh, uh, contest. It's very easy, and I'll tell you what you have to do. So if you're here now, stay around. And I know you're going to enjoy the jazz feature, so it's well worth hanging around for. And of course, if you can be here for the whole show, that is absolutely wonderful. Our jazz feature this evening is, to my mind, one of the most individual voices of the vibraphone or the vibes. And that man, his name is Walt Dickerson. Walter Roland Dickerson. And this was his debut recording. And it's called simply, This Is Walt Dickerson. And this was the first of four incredible albums that he did for the prestige new jazz label. But this was his debut album with his working band. Walt Dickerson... um, was born in Philadelphia, April 16th, 1928, and he passed away from a heart attack on May 15th, 2008. He was 80 years old. He was really unheard of until this recording, and for the jazz public, it was much like Eric Dolphy's first recording. Uh, It seemed to come out of the blue, from out of nowhere, and here was this fully developed, um, incredible musician that no one had ever heard of. Dickerson, of course, as most musicians had, Eric Dolphy did the same thing. He worked really hard before he made his first album and, and paid a lot of dues playing lousy gigs and all kinds of bands and that sort of thing. Dickerson um, pretty well did the same thing. Um, he worked... Um, he honed his skills when he really was released from the U.S. Armed Forces in 1953. He was, of course, drafted for a couple of years, had to serve his time, as most uh, Americans did at that time. And after he uh, was released and discharged, he um, began working and gigging in small clubs in and around Los Angeles with such people as Andrew Hill, a wonderful, innovative piano player, and drummer Andrew Cyril. 
And this was before either of them became known. And many years ago, um, I was chatting with Buddy Montgomery, who, of course, is an incredible pianist and vibist, and he's the brother of Wes Montgomery, and they were visiting in Vancouver. They were playing a gig at the original cellar. And I was chatting with, with Buddy uh, because I had uh, just heard Walt Dickerson. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, I had just bought his, um, this album we're going to listen to. And I mentioned to Buddy, I said, you know, I said, I, Walt Dickerson just kills me. I said, he's really uh, very, very impressive. And Buddy kind of looked at me and said, you know, that cat has more technique than anyone I've ever heard. But man, his playing leaves me cold. <laughs> I told Buddy, I said, well, I don't feel that way. Um, I think his playing is very warm and emotional. And Buddy said, well, maybe I should check out his record. And I said, yeah, I think you should. I said, when you get back home, uh, Buddy was living in San Francisco at the time, and I said, when you get back home, maybe find a, find a record and, and check it out because I think you'll like him. I never did find out how uh, if Buddy ever listened to the record or what his reaction was. But I hope he did. Anyway, after Dickerson's Los Angeles period, he headed back to his hometown of Philadelphia and formed um, a working quartet um, with pianist Austin Crowe, bassist Bob Lewis, both relatively unknown players, but good, and a future great young Andrew Cyril, who became one of the most prominent drummers in jazz. And Andrew is still very much with us. Anyway, this is the group that we're going to hear on this album. Now, Dickerson had a couple of friends. One of them was drummer Philly Joe Jones, and the other was Eric Dolphy, who he had met in Los Angeles. And Eric, of course, by this time was in New York City, and he had signed with Prestige Records. And both Philly Joe and Eric recommended that Prestige audition Walt Dickerson and sign him. And that's exactly what happened. And on March 7th, 1961, this album was made. And I consider it one of the finest recording debuts ever. Um, it's fully realized. It's a band. And uh, Walt Dickerson, of course, one of the most original voices of the vibes. He was unbeholden to either Milt Jackson or, or Lionel Hampton. He didn't sound like either of them. He didn't sound like Gary Burton or Bobby Hutcherson. He had, has his completely his own sound. He has been called the Coltrane of the vibes, and that's kind of, that's very complimentary, but it's, it's kind of simplified. It doesn't really describe Walt's playing. Um, he has a, a beautiful ringing sound. It's a warm sound, and he gets that sound by uh, stripping the felt off um, the mallets that are used on the vibes. And he gets this, this particular sound. And, of course, he makes very judicious use of the damper pedal for sustained notes. And um, you'll hear how wonderful his style is. But another thing about this album is that the six compositions on this recording are all by Walt Dickerson. And they all have a, 
uh, a specific feel and, and a concept. So this is uh, quite a recording debut. And it's one of my favorite albums. It has been for years, and I thought that I would be an appropriate jazz feature. Um, Dickerson needs to be better known. After his uh, Prestige period, as I mentioned, he recorded four seminal albums for Prestige. Uh, He later on recorded a great album, which we'll hear sometime, of music from the famous film Lawrence of Arabia. The music was written by Morris Jarre, and Dickerson and his group did a, a jazz version of that. We'll have to play that on the show. And also a recording with Sun Ra, of all people, as a sideman. And that's an album called Impressions of a Patch of Blue. That's uh, music from another movie. And to have Sun Ra playing the piano as a sideman on your album is quite an honor. Anyway, Walt Dickerson retired from music from 1965 to 1975, and then he came back um, and uh, began um, recording for the Danish Steeplechase label and put out a whole series of fine albums right up until his passing at uh, age 80. Anyway, um, he, to this day, is sadly overlooked as one of the most individual exponents of the vibes and maybe hearing this album may get a few people re-listening to him and checking him out. This album, as I said, is called This Is Walt Dickerson! Exclamation point. So it features Walt on vibes, Austin Crow on piano, Bob Lewis on bass, and Andrew Cyril on drums. And... There are six Walt Dickerson compositions. We begin the set with one called Time. The second piece of music is dedicated to his wife, a lady who he stayed married to all of his life, and her name, Elizabeth. And that's the title of tune number two. Tune number three kind of has the idea of this tune was kind of... uh, Um, a portrait of what was going on in the civil rights movement. And tune number three is entitled The Cry. Tune number four is my all-time favorite track, and it depicts the inevitability of two things in our lifetime, death and taxes, and that's the title of tune number four. Tune number five is dedicated to Walt's mother, and it's called simply Evelyn. And the final tune is dedicated to us, human beings, and it's entitled Infinite You. So that's it. Six tunes by Walt Dickerson, played by his quartet, and this is our jazz feature. This is Walt Dickerson.
And so ends our jazz feature this evening. One of the most fully realized recording debuts of a gentleman by the name of Walt Dickerson. Walt Dickerson, of course, a master of the vibes, unbeholden to either Milt Jackson or Lionel Hampton or anybody else. He, uh, Walt Dickerson sounded just like Walt Dickerson and uh, an amazing player and kind of uh, to this day still kind of uh, operates under the rain, the uh, radar, I was going to say under the rainbow, but uh, under the rainbow of good music, but under the radar. Um, sad to say, um, he should be much better known. And uh, he did four wonderful albums. This was his first for Prestige New Jazz, which are all classics. And um, then he recorded for uh, several other labels over the years, took a retirement for 10 years from uh, playing and gigging publicly, and came back in 1975, right up until his uh, death at 80, and uh, recorded for the Danish Steeplechase label on, uh, with all kinds of musicians, all excellent recordings. And, of course, um, uh, this man had such a unique way with the uh, vibraphone. This was his working group uh, that he recorded this debut uh, album with, and it's called, appropriately enough, This Is Walt Dickerson! Exclamation point. Recorded March 7th, 1961, and the people involved here, two relatively unknown musicians, very fine players too, Austin Crowe, uh, was the pianist, and Bob Lewis was the bassist. But the drummer, who was making also making his recording debut, went on to become one of the most influential and powerful percussionists in jazz, and I'm talking about Andrew Cyril. Andrew Cyril made his recording debut right here, and his, uh, his playing certainly adds um, to the proceedings here. All the compositions, all six of them, are all by Walt Dickerson. And the first one is entitled Time. The second one is dedicated to his wife, who he was with right up until his death. And uh, her name, Elizabeth. That's the name of the tune. Tune number three, uh, with uh, kind of an um, intense Latin feel, um, was really about the uh, civil rights movement, and it was Walt's way of um, expressing uh, the feelings that were happening, especially at that time uh, in uh, U.S. history. And um, that piece of music was called The Cry. Then my favorite track of all was, uh, as I mentioned before, the two inevitabilities in Life, Death and Taxes. That's the title of tune number four. Tune number five was dedicated to his mother, and that was entitled simply Evelyn. And tune number six, dedicated to humanity in general and our potential, and that was called Infinite You. Walt Dickerson on vibes, Austin Crowe on the piano, Bob Lewis on bass, and Andrew Cyril on drums. 
Our jazz feature this evening on The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, after a few uh, announcements and and stuff, uh, we're going to be back with um, a little bit of a contest. And you can win a couple of tickets to hear a great band. We're also going to hear some of their music, too. So uh, do stay with us. You are listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we shall, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, we'll be back. Is this music... I love, I can't get enough of that sweet music. Hey, how about we get some music? Oh, there is music playing? That's great. I, I love music. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to let him listen to music because music seems pretty fine to, to, to listen to. Want some more of that sweet, sweet music? Listen to Dialectic with Dan and Chase. Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. This is my favorite part coming. The song's over? I know. The Vancouver International Mountain Film Festival presents a climbing show featuring local climbers Kim and Graham McGrenery, who will talk about their adventures in Armenia, along with films from around the globe. The VIMFF will also present a ski program with local producer Ruben Kraber, who will show his mind-blowing ski photographs and his short film Nebula. February 25th and 27th at 7.30, Frederick Wood Theatre at UBC. Tickets at www.vimff.org. Music Waste Festival is buzz, buzz back for a special winter feature with Winter Waste 2020. Tonk, Princess Apparently, Be Afraid, and Emily Toyota are helping us waste our time, but hopefully not yours, on Saturday, February 29th at the Toast Collective. We'll be donating some of the proceeds of the show, plus selling festival merch, having a raffle with squiggly prizes, and straight up collecting donations to support Wet'suwet'en land offenders. Buzz, buzz, see you there. Tonight, of course, is uh, mainly cloudy, and it's cool out there, kind of a dampish feeling with a low down to about 3. Then tomorrow is clearing um, around noon. Uh, there may be a 60% chance of a shower in the morning, but uh, it's going it's to clear up, and it's going to be a fairly nice day tomorrow with a low of 3 and a high up to 8. 
And then Wednesday, relatively pleasant, a low cloudy with a low of 4 and a high of 8. And then Thursday is a mix of sun and clouds. So we're going to see some more breaks of sunshine with a low of 4 and a high of, wow, hey, we're really getting up into double digits here, 10 on Thursday. Then Friday is really going to be a nice day with um, nothing but sunshine. And that's going to be a low of 4 and a high of 12. And then the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, relatively pleasant, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, so maybe off and on, but not too bad, with uh, lows between 5 and highs up to 10. So uh, that's, the, uh, that's the picture for the week. And um, there you go. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you about a little bit of a giveaway here. Uh, You're going to have to use your computer, but uh, it shouldn't be too hard. And there is a band, a great band, as a matter of fact. I played some of their music last week on the show. I'm not going to get into all the names of the people involved here, but it's a Seattle-based band, and it's quite wonderful. It's called Their band is called the Polyrhythmics, and they are, I guess, um, they bring in uh, different styles of music. Uh, they're all excellent players, and, and they really get into a groove and, and do a lot of wonderful sort of textural stuff. Um, they derive their style from world beat music, from ethnic music, uh, from jazz, um, all that kind of stuff, and, and kind of uh, it's an amalgam of styles, but they have their own way of, of doing it. And uh, uh, everything is, is done in a very musical fashion. These guys are really talented. And they're going to be playing at the Rickshaw Theater um, this Friday. And uh, the show starts at 8 p.m., And I'm going to tell you how you can get a couple of free tickets to this show. Also, opening the show is a wonderful band, an Afrobeat group by the name of Karakata. And they're from Vancouver, and they're going to be opening um, for the Polyrhythmics. So you've got one hell of an evening of uh, great music at the Rickshaw Theater. Now, if you want to get a pair of tickets, that's a pair of tickets, here's what you do. You can win a pair of tickets to this show, the Polyrhythmics and Karakata, by going to info at rickshawtheater.com. And all you have to do is in the subject say, the jazz show, or the jazz show. (laughs) That's proper. I say the jazz show, 
Uh, so some people spell it T-H-E-E. It's actually The Jazz Show, if you're going to be uh, grammatically correct. So there you go. Um, that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else, uh, of course, and your um, email address will be uh, in their books, and you'll be, um, they'll let you know whether you have won a pair of tickets to this show this Friday at the Rickshaw Theater. So here it is again, and I'll tell you it again after we hear some music by the Polyrhythmics. Info at Rickshaw Theater, which is all one word, dot com. Info at rickshawtheater.com. And in the subject, just say the jazz show. There you go. That's, uh, that's all there is to it. We're going to hear a couple of pieces now by the Polyrhythmics. And uh, this is a good demonstration as to how wonderful this band is. The first piece of music is called Journey to Caldera. And we're going to follow that up with Dragon Lotion. And then we're going to end the set with um, a tune called Compound 49. And these are all original compositions by the, uh, the Polyrhythmics. And um, actually, Caldera, uh, the first tune we're going to hear is the uh, Journey to Caldera. That's the title track, uh, because this album is called Caldera. And, of course, it will be available on the gig. And uh, there you go. As I said, that's all you have to do is send an email to info at rickshawtheater.com and put the jazz show in the headlines. So here's the music. Check it out. It's good.
Okay. Yeah. I think we're going to give you um we're going to give you one more from this band, but I would like to tell you how to get a couple of tickets to hear this band which will be playing at the Rickshaw Theater. And the band of course is the Polyrhythmics and the opening um, performance will be by Vancouver's own Karakata. It's an Afrobeat group, and they're from Vancouver, and they're really good as well. But the Polyrhythmics are really the stars of the evening, and uh, the show is at 8 o'clock on Friday. That's the 28th, and of course, um, that is going to be at the Rickshaw Theater. And the way to get a couple of tickets is to get on your computer and go to info at rickshawtheater.com. And you don't have to write anything else. Just write in the subject, The Jazz Show. That's it. That's all you have to do. And uh, you get a chance for a couple of tickets to this very, very fine show. And, of course, the Rickshaw Theater is located at 254 East Hastings in Vancouver. So, what we just heard were three pieces um, by the band, the Polyrhythmics. And we opened with, um, actually, the title track. It's called Journey to Caldera. And uh, that's the title of this of this album, their latest, um, by the Polyrhythmics, Caldera. So the tune was Journey to Caldera. Um, the second one was called Dragon Lotion. And the third one was called Compound 49. And we're going to uh, play one more from this great band. And... Even if you don't win any tickets, you should check out the show because uh, um, this is a rare appearance by an extremely fine band, And uh, as you heard. And we're going to hear one more piece of music. This one, I like the title of this one. It's called Lord of the Fries. Mm-hmm. The Polyrhythmics.
Polyrhythmics, and one more time at uh, the Rickshaw Theater. And that uh, piece of music was entitled Lord of the Fries. And, of course, they'll be playing at the Rickshaw Theater on the 28th of February, this Friday, 254 East Hastings. And, of course, as I mentioned before, there's a chance to win a pair of tickets to this show. Also opening for the show is a wonderful band called Karakata Afrobeat Group, and they're from Vancouver. They'll be opening for the Polyrhythmics, so you've got an evening of incredible music. So, for a chance to win, one more time, info at rickshawtheater.com, and in the subject, just put the jazz show. There you go. That's all you have to do, and uh, you'll have a chance to win a couple of tickets to hear this wonderful band at the rickshaw. You are listening to The Jazz Show, or The (laughs) Jazz Show, uh, if I'm going to be grammatically correct, uh, on CITR FM 101.9, or, of course, um, on your friendly computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and 
We're going to turn now to the music of Elvin Jones, one of the great drummers. And this is um, kind of a rare recording session. Elvin put a, a band together. This was after he left um, John Coltrane and began uh, recording quite a bit under his own name. And this album was done, I guess it was around 1966, um, the exact date uh, escapes me now, but uh, the album was called Midnight Walk. And actually, uh, yes, it was 1966, and early 1966. And um, Elvin put together a band with uh, the great, his brother, as a matter of fact, Thad Jones on trumpet, and the great Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, and Don Moore on bass, and none other than one of the great musicians from South Africa, and I'm talking about Dollar Brand, as he was known back then, before he um, became committed to Islam. He became Abdullah Ibrahim, of course. That's uh, the name we um, he's n most known by today. Anyway, this is a very early recording by Abdullah, and he's a sideman here, plays the piano. And we're going to hear three tunes. The first one is an interesting tune. It's kind of a groove tune. And it features um, Abdullah Ibrahim on uh, one of his very few appearances on electric piano. And uh, this is a piece of music um, called Lycra 2. Okay, that's the title. Then we're going to move to um, a dollar brand or Abdullah Ibrahim composition called Tintiana. And that's tune number two. And then tune number three is a Hank Mobley composition called HM on FM. So here then is the Elvin Jones Ensemble. Once again, Elvin Jones leading the band on drums, his brother Thad on uh, cornet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, and Abdullah Ibrahim, a.k.a. Dollar Brand, on piano, and Don Moore on bass. And we begin with Lycra 2.
We heard three tracks from a, a rather elusive recording by drummer Elvin Jones after uh, he had left uh, John Coltrane's classic quartet and began working on his own. And um, he began to record under his own name as well, including this album for Atlantic Records called Midnight Walk. And it was recorded in early 1966. And Elvin assembled uh, a stellar group of musicians here, including uh, Brother Thad on cornet. And, of course, uh, I love Thad Jones playing. There's just not enough of his uh, small group work on on records. He always sounds so good. And, uh, of course, the great Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Don Moore on bass, and... A new musician in town by the name of Dollar Brand, who later became known as Abdullah Ibrahim, on piano. And this is an early recording, an early American recording, by um, Abdullah Ibrahim. And he was a sideman here. We heard um, three tunes from this album. The first one uh, was a, a composition called Lycra II. And that featured maybe the only recording of Abdullah Ibrahim, a.k.a. Dollar Brand, on electric piano. And the second tune was um, an Abdullah Ibrahim composition entitled Tintiana. And the third tune was written by Hank Mobley, and that was entitled HM on FM. So there you go. Three tunes from this album called Midnight Walk, under the leadership of the redoubtable Elvin Jones. And talk about a powerhouse drummer. Mm-hmm. Elvin. We're going to now turn to the music. Seeing as this is the last show for Black History Month, I'm going to return to the music of Max Roach. Talk about a powerhouse drummer and leader and civil rights activist, very much so. We're going to hear three excerpts from an album that really was the beginning of Max Roach's uh, commitment to civil rights through his music. And he once made a statement uh, to one of the jazz publications that... um, as of this time, which was around this when this album was recorded, um, all of his music was going to be sociologically significant and had to do specifically with the struggles of the African-American people and their quest for equality and freedom. So three tracks from this historic and still controversial album called We Insist, Max Roach's Freedom Now Sweet. Max wrote the music. Oscar Brown Jr. wrote the words. And we're going to hear three uh, movements from the Freedom Now Sweet. The first one goes back to the slave days, and it features the band... Uh, with Walter Benton on tenor saxophone, Julian Priester on trombone, and Booker Little on trumpet. 
and guest artist, the father of the tenor saxophone, who was very, very flattered and pleased to contribute to this date, Coleman Hawkins. This is his only appearance on the album. And the words to this tune are sung by the great Abby Lincoln. And, of course, uh, Jimmy Schenk is on bass. Jimmy is originally from Newark, New Jersey, I believe. And, of course, Max Roach on drums. The second tune, and the first tune, is entitled Drive a Man. And I think you'll understand what that's all about. The second tune is called Freedom Day. And, again, um, the same band without Coleman Hawkins. And, of course, the... Uh, vocal will by, be by Miss Abby Lincoln. Then tune number three features the band We Go to Africa and an infamous incident uh, where a lot of people were mowed down by the um, forces of apartheid and um, in the city of Johannesburg. And, of course, there's still an incredible amount of problems in South Africa. But uh, this was uh, the time when South Africa was dominated by um, the apartheid regime. And, of course, people like Nelson Mandela and so on were thrown in jail for years and years and years for um, fighting this. Anyway, um, there was this horrible massacre in Johannesburg, and um, tune number three commemorates that. It's called Tears for Johannesburg, and it features the band uh, augmented by some percussionists. So the band that I mentioned, uh, Max Roach on drums, um, Walter Benton on tenor saxophone, Booker Little on trumpet, Julian Priester on trombone, Jimmy Schenk on bass, and then uh, the addition of um, Michael Ulatanji on conga drums, Ray Mantia on various percussion instruments, and Thomas Duval on percussion are added on to number three, Tears for Johannesburg. So we begin, and this is uh, a small tribute to Black History Month. We begin with Drive a Man. But the mammy ain't his wife. Chopping cotton, don't be slow. Better finish out your rope. Keep a moving with that plow. Drive a man will show you how. Get to work and root that stump. Drive a man will make you jump. Better make your hammer ring. Drive a man will start to swing. Ain't but two things on my mind. Drive a man and quit in time. Thank you. 
life But the mammy ain't his wife Chop and cop and don't be slow Better finish out your road Keep a moving with that plow Drive a man or show ya how Get to work and root that stump Drive a man or make you jump Better make your hammer ring Drive a man or start to swing Ain't but two things on my mind Drive a man and quit in time Drive a man to kind of boss Ride a man and lead a horse When it's cat or nine tail fly You'll be happy just to die Run away and you'll be found By his big old red bone hound Paddy Roller bring you back Make you sorry you is black Drive a man he made a life But a mammy ain't his wife Ain't but two things on my mind Drive a man and quit in time Throw those shackles 
As a tribute to Black History Month, which, of course, is the month of February, three pieces of music or three movements from Max Roach's Freedom Now Suite from this uh, very famous album, which originally was issued on Candid Records and recorded in 1960. And this is when Max Roach um, made his commitment to... Um, only play music that uh, was sociologically significant and was going to be all about African Americans and their quest for freedom and equality. And uh, Max made this commitment um, and, of course, uh, suffered the consequences from that, too, because later on he was boycotted from just about all the record companies until Atlantic Records uh, signed him in 1965. So about three years uh, he didn't record at all, although he toured uh, with, this, uh, w- with this band and uh, continued to perform 
in the U.S. and Europe. One of the great drummers in jazz, Mr. Max Roach, he also wrote the music for this, um, and the words um, were co-composed by the great Oscar Brown, Jr. So we heard three movements from Max Roach's Freedom Now Suite, and the people involved here on the first piece of music, um, Roach's band, which included Walter Benton on tenor saxophone, Booker Little, one of the great um, trumpeters of his day, sad to say, passed away very young, and Julian Priester, who was still very much with us, on trombone. Jimmy Schenk was the bass player, and of course, Mr. Roach on drums, and singer Abby Lincoln, the great Abby Lincoln, who at that time was Max Roach's girlfriend. They later became man and wife. The first piece of music we heard, um, the solo on there was by a guest artist for this one tune only, and that was the great father of the tenor saxophone, Coleman Hawkins, and he was pleased and flattered to make this day. And, um, of course, he, he played beautifully on Drive a Man, which was the first tune we heard. We followed that with the band um, minus Mr. Coleman Hawkins, and we heard Freedom Day. And then the third composition we heard was dedicated to that infamous Sharpville Massacre where people, uh, South Africans, were all mowed down um, by the government of South Africa at the time, the apartheid government. And uh, that piece of music called Tears for Johannesburg um, was in tribute and in memory of the people that lost their lives at that uh, infamous moment. And the Max Roach's band was augmented by three percussionists, Michael Ulutonji, uh, Ray Mantia, and Thomas Duval on conga drums and percussion instruments. And of course, all the other people involved. Abby Lincoln on the vocal, Booker Little on trumpet, Walter Benton on tenor saxophone, Julian Priester on trombone, and Jimmy Schenk on bass. Drive a Man, Freedom Day, and Tears for Johannesburg. Our tribute to Black History Month. We're going to change the pace a little bit. And, uh, well, we're going to tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. Or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. My name is Gavin Walker. And uh, I'd just like to mention a couple of very fine websites. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca, comprehensive website. The schedule at Frankie's Jazz Club is on that site. And, of course, all the events that are produced by Coastal Jazz. And, of course, there was a wonderful weekend down on Granville Island, um, winter jazz and all kinds of uh, wonderful free concerts down there and I think there were a lot of converts made to jazz music and some wonderful uh, sounds by our resident uh, musicians. We have some of the finest mu- musicians representing jazz music 
that live right here in this city. And it's nice to see them uh, get a profile every once in a while. So Coastal Jazz and Blues, that's coastaljazz.ca, comprehensive website, the schedule of uh, Frankie's Jazz Club, of course, which is down on Beattie Street, opposite BC Place. It's a great place, and uh, the music is programmed by Corey Weeds. And, of course, uh, he knows what's happening. And, of course, uh, you'll hear Corey on Wednesday nights um, if you go down there. He's... Uh, has a regular gig there, and of course he plays in various other gigs, but he does program the music, and it's always good at Frankie's. So you can get on to the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, coastaljazz.ca. Check out the schedule, check out who you want to hear, and um, you can book a table, do all that kind of stuff on that particular website. The other very fine website is put together by my old friend Brian Nation, and he keeps it up to date. Um, it's vancouverjazz.com, and you can browse around that site, and there's all kinds of interesting links and uh, bits of information that uh, may interest you on that site. So that's coastaljazz.ca, vancouverjazz.com. Don't forget Pat's Pub, and the great singer is going to be there this Saturday, a gentleman by the name of Steve Maddox, and uh, he is well worth hearing. They have jazz at Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon from 3 until 7. And the wonderful thing about Pat's Pub is that there's never a cover charge. So we're all a little short on cash these days and tax time coming up, all this kind of stuff. Um, it's always um, it's a great place to listen to some of the, our finest uh, musicians, and in this case, one of our finest singers, Steve Maddock. Great singer, entertainer. He'll be there this Saturday at Pat's Pub, and it's free from 3 to 7. Get down there early, and, of course, there's a nice selection of— uh, it's very comfortable in there, good sight lines, good acoustics, and it's, it's a fun place. And, of course, it's in the legendary and historic Patricia Hotel in Vancouver's downtown east side. Pat's Pub, every Saturday afternoon, jazz with no cover charge. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. Okay, we're going to return to music, this time by a gentleman who I've always admired, one of the foremost exponents of the Hammond organ. Now, unlike most Hammond organ players, he didn't start on the piano and then switch over to the Hammond organ. Mostly all the great Hammond organ players did that. Not this guy. Richard Groove Holmes began playing the Hammond organ and learn how to play it the best. Uh, his bass lines are absolutely wonderful, and he gets such a great sound out of the organ. This is Groove Holmes. This is one of his best, from one of his best-selling albums that uh, was done for Prestige Records. And um, this is called, the album is called Soul Message. And we're going to hear Richard Groove Holmes on the Hammond organ with his working band Gene Edwards on guitar and Jimmy Smith on drums. And we're going to hear a couple of tunes from here. Groove's Groove is uh, the first tune we're going to hear, which is a composition by, obviously, Richard Groove Holmes. And then a tune that actually they, 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 they put a 45 version uh, of this tune out, and it actually became a hit, sold a 
whole bunch of records, and it sold this album, too. And it's Richard Groove Holmes' version of Errol Garner's classic, Misty. So check them out, Richard Groove Holmes. And we start with Groove's Groove. Thank you. 
the unique Hammond organ stylings of the one and only Richard Holmes, Groove Holmes. And we heard him with his working trio, Gene Edwards on guitar, Jimmy Smith on drums. All of that was recorded in 1965 for uh, Prestige Records, and it's an album called Soul Message. And we opened with um, an original by Richard Holmes called Groove's Groove. And then um, a tune that was uh, a big hit. They, they shortened the tune and made a 45 out of it, and it sold, um, I believe, close to a million copies. Uh, everybody liked that. And this is the, the more extended LP version of, of the tune. And um, we heard, of course, Errol Garner's famous tune, Misty, played, well, the way somebody named Groove would play it. So there you go. Groove's Groove and Misty Richard Groove Holmes. Here's a gentleman who is um, a little more obscure figure in uh, modern jazz history. Trumpeter John Eardley. He's the pride of (laughs) Altoona, Pennsylvania. That's where he was born in 1928. Paid his dues in uh, in big bands. Played in the Air Force Band when he was uh, there for a few years. Uh, Played in various big bands and eventually moved to New York City in 1953 and began playing with a young fellow who became one of the foremost voices of the alto saxophone, Phil Woods. And uh, they did some uh, work together. And then Eardley joined um, a little more famous musician at the time, Jerry Mulligan, the baritone saxophone master. And uh, he played with Mulligan off and on from 1954 to 1957. And then uh, freelanced and returned to his hometown, uh, where he played locally there, until about 1963, and then he moved to Belgium and um, became very busy over in Europe, playing in in various orchestras over there, doing lots of jazz. And uh, he passed away um, in Belgium in 1991. He was only 62. But he was a wonderful uh, declarative voice of the trumpet, had a beautiful, clear uh, sound, and... and, uh, this is from an early album that he did with some uh, hand-picked people, including one of my favorite tenor saxophonists, the late, great J.R. Monterose. And on piano, George Siren. On bass, Charlie Parker's favorite bass player, Teddy Kotick. And on drums, Nick Stabulus, better known as Fabulous Stabulus and John Eardley on trumpet. We're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear his original composition called Demanton, and we're going to hear a Tad Dameron composition entitled Sid's Delight. So here then the trumpet stylings of John Eardley and company. Thank you. 
Some music by a rather obscure trumpet player by the name of John Eardley. And uh, as I mentioned before, he was fairly prominent in the, uh, in the 50s, and then he moved to Europe. And, uh, of course, he should be better known. Very fine, sort of clear-tone, declarative uh, type of trumpeter. And this was one of his early recordings when he had just moved to New York City from his hometown of uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania. And um, he performed here with the great J.R. Monterose on tenor saxophone, George Siren on piano, Teddy Kotick on bass, and Nick Stabulous on drums. And they were all mainstays of uh, the New York scene um, back then. And uh, we heard, uh, I mentioned that I was only going to do two tunes. I did three. I did, <laughs> the album came out on a 10-inch um, new jazz record. And um, then it was reissued later on, on on CD, combining with some other stuff. But um, the original album was called Hey There, It's John Eardley. And we heard that tune first. And um, it was a pop tune of the time. And I think Rosemary Clooney made a beautiful version of that tune. The tune was called Hey There. And we heard a more up-tempo version uh, played by John Eardley. So that was the first tune we heard. Then we heard his own composition called Demanton, uh, was the second tune. And the third tune was written by the late, great Tad Dameron, sometimes called Tad's Delight. Uh, here it's called Sid's Delight. So there you go. John Eardley from his album, Hey There, It's John Eardley. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn now to one of the titans of the tenor saxophone, none other than Sonny Rollins. And this is uh, an incredible um, piece of music. And this was Sonny Rollins' working band of the time, back in the early 60s when he um, came off the bridge. Uh, he had uh, gone on a sabbatical for a couple of years. And then he came back, and he made a beautiful album called The Bridge. And then there was a follow-up album uh, right after that, around the same time that he recorded with his working band, which included himself, of course, on tenor saxophone, Jim Hall on guitar, and Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And this is a, a unique version of one of the great themes from the Broadway play Camelot, musical by Lerner and Lowe, and this is uh, one of the main themes from Camelot, and this is a song, actually it was made famous by a Canadian guy named Bob Goulet, who sung the lyrics to the tune. Anyway, this is Sonny Rollins' version of If Ever I Would Leave You. Here's Mr. Rollins. Thank you. 
Sonny Robbins. Yes, the titan of the tenor saxophone. Sonny, who is still very much with us, he um, had to stop playing due to health uh, reasons in 2014, but he's still with us. Yeah, and um, there's been a recent interview published by the New York Times on Sonny. It's quite spiritual and, and quite beautiful. You can probably find it on Facebook or on the Internet. It's really worth reading. And um, it's a tribute to the New York Times that they, they did this very uh, respectful article. Anyway, this was Sonny Rollins and his working band back in 1962. And the tune we heard was Sonny's extended version of a tune that was um, a big hit for the Broadway play Camelot. It was written by Lerner and Lowe, the tune, If Ever I Would Leave You. And um, we heard Sonny with his working band with Jim Hall, the great Jim Hall on guitar, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Ben Riley on drums. And that's from an album that was recorded for RCA Victor called uh, What's New. And um, this tune was one of the highlights of, uh, of that album. Mm-hmm. We're going to close with uh, drummer Max Roach once again, but uh, this was with an earlier band, with the great Clifford Brown on trumpet. One of the finest bands ever. Clifford Brown, Max Roach Quintet, with the late, great Clifford Brown on trumpet, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richie Powell on piano, George Morrow on bass, and Max Roach on drums, and this is the Blues Walk. A good way to uh, end another edition of The Jazz Show. Max Roach, Clifford Brown. Thank you. 
One of the most incredible bands in jazz history, the Clifford Brown Max Roach Quintet. And of course, that ended with the untimely death in a car accident of Clifford Brown in June of 1956. He was only 25 years old. And uh, of course, his trumpet styling set the pace for just about everybody else that followed. Amazing musician. So that was Clifford Brown on trumpet with Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Richard Powell on piano, and George Morrow on bass, and of course, Max Roach on drums, the co-leader. And that tune, um, it's known as very, from, uh, with various titles. Uh, it's been called you know, five or six different names. Anyway, we know it as the Blues Walk, and... Um, um, the composer is kind of unknown. <laughs> it's just one of those tunes that became kind of uh, everybody's uh, uh, tune. No one knows who really composed it. It's always been a controversial. 
the blues walk anyway is what it's best known as and that's what we just heard Clifford Brown and Max Roach ending another edition uh, as a matter of fact this month this is the final show in the month of February and of course earlier on we celebrated um, and and paid tribute to uh, Black History Month as well and uh, of course a lot of the uh, you know this show does pay a lot of tribute to black history because so many of the great artists that uh, uh, we present are African Americans so there you go Anyway, we hope uh, if you were here for the whole show, we hope you enjoyed it. If you were here for part of the show, I hope you enjoyed it too. And we'll be back. We're here every Monday night starting at 9 p.m. My name's Gavin Walker, and this has been another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer for live streaming, www.citr.ca. And we'll see you in seven days' time. As a matter of fact, we'll see you in the month of March, the merry month of March. So take care. Bye-bye now. Thank <laughs> you.